It's time for the April 29th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history broadcasting on National Arbor Day from the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always, the mutt who knows exactly what to do with a tree, Mahler, the fake news dog. That's right, boy. Tell him. Today, we'll be talking about reptile extinction, the electronic Twitter machine, bailing out Bezos. Is it Bezos or Bezos? I, I, I've heard either way. Either way. Well, he says it Bezos, I think. I, I say it rich prick. Can you? you can't say that. Can't I? I'm not. Tomato. That. Bailing out tomatoes. Or is it tomatoes? <laughs> Vault toilets and then some, but first, would you like an Oreo? I would have 20 years ago, but no, thank you. You don't like Oreos? Not anymore, no. How come? They just, I don't know. I don't like the taste of them. I'm sorry huh. to say that because I used to love them dipping them in milk and all that. How about if you get some strawberry ice cream? And you crunch them up on top of them. Okay. You know, now, like a little topping. Yeah, okay. You have some of those? Yeah, I'd have some of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From Smithsonian Magazine, mm-hmm. new research from MIT fluid dynamics experts suggests that it's nearly impossible to split the cream in Oreo cookies so that half ends up equally on each wafer. Yes, I would imagine that's true. Yeah, in essentially all possible twisting configurations, the cream tends to delaminate from one wafer, resulting in one nearly bare wafer and one with almost all cream. That has been my experience. Yeah, Yeah. that has been my experience. In the case that cream ends up on both wafers, it tends to divide in half so that each wafer has a half moon, Mm. if that ever happens, Mm. of cream rather than a thin layer. The results were surprising as researchers fully expected to be able to split the cream using some experimental lab techniques. (laughs) They used an instrument known as the uh, rheometer, which twisted the cookie between two plates and tested a variety of Oreo filling quantities like double stuff (laughs) and mega stuff cookies. Try dipping the cookies in milk, like you like to do, Mm and even tweaked the rheometer's rotation rate. But nothing made a difference. The cream still stuck primarily to one wafer. Mm. The researchers attribute this to the Oreo production process, which creates one cream-heavy side of each cookie. So I'm wondering, just out loud, a non-scientist, is it because they applied initially to just one side? Perhaps, yes. That's the way it sounds like here. They create one cream-heavy side, plop, plop. And then the other one goes... And then the other wafer goes on top of that. That's right. In addition to detailing the results of their experiments, the MIT fluid dynamic experts also coined a new field of study, oreology. (laughs) The new field is officially the study of the flow and fracture of sandwich cookies. So I suppose if you had another sandwich cookie, yeah. you could submit it to MIT for research. Yeah. Um, 
So a Fig Newton wouldn't fall into that category, would it? Because it's sort oh, of... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, a Fig okay. Newton is it's more not like, like a, a wafer. It's more like a wrap, I would almost okay. say, okay. than a cookie. Yeah. Okay. And it's, yeah. And it, this was MIT that did this research? MIT, yeah. They should never, ever get another research grant in the history of the world. Though studying Oreo cookies yes. may seem trivial, Mike. Mm, yes, it may. The research could be an important tool for explaining complex fluid dynamic principles used in fields like 3D printing. I stand corrected. So in the future, yeah. when you're printing out, yeah. say, uh, maybe... Uh, maybe a, a room edition? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, something like a doghouse like a dog, for Mahler. A new dog, yeah. Yeah, like, a, like an add-on. Yeah, uh, you'll have the MIT Fluid Dynamics Oreology Department to thank. I stand corrected. This is cutting-edge technology. Yeah. You know, your your birthday's gone, isn't it? Mm. It's coming up, August. August. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. Well, it's gone for... Yeah, it's gone. It's either gone or coming up. Yeah, one way. It's kind of at that midpoint (laughs) in in birthday dynamics. Yes, it is. Do you like to have birthday parties? No. You don't? No. No, I just, I, I'm not a, I'm not a f- event guy. Have you ever wanted to have a birthday party? Well, well, you know, on the big ones, like when you turn it, the, the decade ones, like the t- 20, like 30, 40, I think it's, it, it's a little bit, it's, it's nonsense in one, on one hand, but in the other hand, it is a kind of a marker. Do you so, have a favorite birthday party? You mean in my life? That I've yeah, had, like, yeah, for like, you. A, yeah. A, 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 a uh, like, birthday. When I was seven, I had a really good one. <laughs> I'm against birthdays myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you not ever have like like uh, a, a memorable? Oh, you know, I've had memorable birthdays. They're usually just good days. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're I'm not the like, way. oh boy, no. that party was so fantastic. My birth, my life is yeah, is changed. I can go on for another year yeah. based on that birthday yeah. party that I just was at yeah. for me. Yeah. I remember when my grandmother turned 100. Ooh. That yeah. was something. Yeah. She wondered why all the people were there, but <laughs> yeah, you know what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, you ever had a panic attack? Probably, yeah. but nothing that were I. I knew it was an event. I've gotten panicked. Yeah, usually about five minutes to eight on Friday morning. Yeah, so I, I get. Yeah, I hear I get, you. I, I hear I get, you with those. I have this. Yeah. <laughs> You know this anxiety that kicks in, but I don't know uh, why that is. I don't either. <laughs> but uh, other than that, no, seriously, I don't think I've ever had it, a panic attack in the classic yeah. sense. Yeah. <sighs> well, I have. have. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I've had panic attacks. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I remember in and one, I was like uh, in the meat aisle in Ralph's. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. And I just had a panic attack. Did, was it the sight of all of the cleaved? Animals? No, no. Inside I was the just, case? It was no? just okay. a panic attack. Okay. You know, there was something. Okay. I had a lot of things going on. Okay. And, okay. And I remember thinking, I don't want to die here. Yeah. I don't want to die wow. in the meat aisle of yeah. Ralph's. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of places. It's hey, yeah. this yeah. isn't so bad. But you don't want that to be in the first paragraph of your obit. Yeah. Right. Or just. I, I don't care about my obit. I okay. want to be forgotten. <laughs> I really do. I want to have nothing to do with any of that remembrance <laughs> stuff. You got something to say to me or about me? Say it now. After I'm dead, I'm not going to care. Yeah. Who, who are you going say, after? Yeah, no, just say it. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't that. It was just personally, I didn't want to lay down, you know, and you know, yeah. be clutching my chest in the meat aisle of Ralph's. Yeah. Yeah. Better places to do that, yeah, I think. Yeah. From the Washington Post. I have a little story to tell here. 
Kevin Burling worked at Gravity Diagnostics, a lab testing company in Covington, Kentucky. And he had panic attacks. One or two attacks every year, each lasting one to two minutes. So that's not a whole lot. I mean, one or two a year, that's four minutes out of, you know, 365 days. Right. We've already burned through 11 minutes. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my panic attacks, I know they last for more than two minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe a day or so. Anyway, his birthday was coming up. And because he didn't want to have another one, because he hyperventilates during his birthday, you know, he gets panic attacks on his birthday. Uh, he, he didn't want to start hyperventilating, hyperventilating and shaking and crying at work. He knew he had to stop his colleagues at work from throwing him a birthday party. He worked in one of those companies, you know, where everybody yeah. throws the big birthday party. Happy, happy, know? joy, joy. Happy, yeah, happy, yeah. joy, joy. Yeah, like it's a thing. So five days before he turned 27, Burling told his boss that he associated his birthday with bad memories and he didn't want the usual birthday festivities at work. Yeah. The chief of staff, however, forgot to relay the message to the person in charge of handling employees' birthdays. I guess that's the birthday manager. I don't know. Yeah. So on his birthday, August 7th, Close to your birthday, as a matter of fact. 2019, it was, a couple years ago, he walked into a birthday party. He walked in, and he had a panic attack and ran out. And after getting upset during a subsequent, meet, subsequent meeting with his bosses, yeah. he was fired. Oh, my goodness. Because he got really upset. Yeah. And they didn't know anything except... That he ran out on his birthday. Yeah. Burling sued Gravity Diagnostics, wow. claiming the company discriminated against him because of a disability. Panic attacks. Yeah. Everything's become a disability I know, these days. I, know. I, I like the old days when a disability, you know, you... Yeah, you, you like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah severed yeah. limb. That yeah. Was, yeah. That that's was a yeah, you, That's a you. disability. That's a real man's disability. Yeah. And he said they ignored his request. He said they ignored his request for reasonable accommodation and fired him for objecting when they failed to provide that accommodation. Last week... More than two and a half years after he was terminated, the jury agreed with him, awarding him $450,000 for lost wages and mental anguish. Wow. A spokesperson for Gravity Diagnostics said the company plans to appeal this improper verdict. That's what they said. The judge should have ruled in favor of the company before the case went to trial, the spokesperson said, arguing that Burling never disclosed he had anxiety or suffered from panic attacks. Moreover, he wasn't fired over either of those things, the spokesperson said, but because of how he behaved after the ill-fated birthday celebration where his anxiety made other company employees feel threatened. Okay. Burling testified that he was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder around 2009 when his parents divorced. Birthdays were especially trying for him because his parents told him they were splitting up the day he turned 17 oh. and then inadvertently... Blamed him for the split. Gotcha. That's what he said. Yeah. By the way, would you do me a favor, Nathan? Yeah. Would you reread the the, uh, the symptoms? The symptoms? Are you having them right now? Well, you could be hyperventilating. Okay. Shaking. Okay. And crying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I take back what I said earlier about. I, I wasn't crying. I remember when mine. I just. Yeah. Had, was panicked. Yeah. 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 And that sense of panic. Yeah. 
is that you don't know what to do. You kind of you you're just yeah. looking at right? yeah yeah. This yeah. sort of the whole world looks like a blur or some kind of a yeah. yeah you you melt down. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I have had them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> if this news makes you want to blow out candles and have some cake, may I recommend a donation to KUCI to relieve your anxiety? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech radio, KUCI 88.9 FM. Whoa, Mahler, jeez. He's especially feisty today. He is. I love it when he's like this. So, From Science News. Roughly 400 million years ago, the now extinct triobite Dalmanatina socialis could see both far away and close up distances in focus at the same time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. An ability that eludes most eyes and cameras. Yeah. Now a new type of camera sees the world the way this trilobite did. Inspired by a Dalmanatina socialis eyes, the camera can simultaneously focus on two points anywhere between three centimeters and nearly two kilometers away. Wow. To mimic the uh, trilobite's ability, the team constructed a meta lens. It's a type of flat lens made up of millions of different sized rectangular nanopillars arranged like a tiny cityscape where skyscrapers are one two hundredth of the width of a human hair. Wow. These are just little... Thin little pricks sticking up at all different heights. The nanopillars act as obstacles that bend light in different ways depending on their shape, size, and arrangement. The researchers arranged the pillars so some light traveled through one part of the lens and some through another, creating two different focal points. The result is an image that's in focus close up and far away, but blurry in between. So the blurry bits are then sharpened with a type of machine learning computer program. In other words, balancing up what they already see, what they have on on, uh, file. Besides creating completely in-focus photos, this technique could someday help self-driving cars track distances or things like that. It's a distance tracker. Right, right. I know on the new Apple phone, not plugging Apple, sorry, but I do know that you can uh, shoot some video... And you can pull focus within the video itself. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that's related. After kind of, it's already after taken. After it's taken. Yeah, yeah. so it can, gathers a lot of information right. when it's shooting it. Right, yeah. and then you can you can move the focus around yeah. within the... That's thing. cheating. <laughs> but it's a good thing to have. It really is a great thing to have, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might decide you want to change your depth of field when you're shooting something. Yeah. You, know, you, you Someone in behind the speaker yeah. is responding, and you kind of focus into that, you know. Pretty cool. Yeah. From National Geographic, according to the Humane Society, the United States is the only country in the world where wild animals are killed by the tens of thousands for prizes and entertainment. It estimates that before the coronavirus pandemic, there were more than 400 contests annually, counting, accounting for an estimated 60,000 dead animals each year. Texas alone holds at least 60 contests annually, 
Many competitions around the country offer an array of wildlife to shoot, from raccoons, squirrels, rabbits, and groundhogs to foxes, bobcats, stingrays, and crows. Coyotes, wild, widely considered a nuisance across the country. I don't know. I don't feel that way. They're just a neighbor that's yeah. n- not from around here yeah. or is from around here, and we moved into their neighborhood, and yeah. they're, they're trying to make do. And also for people who care about this kind of thing I was told years ago that my animal spirit is a coyote <laughs> okay sorry you, I laughed so I, no no sorry, you seem to care but then you yeah. didn't seem to care yeah, so I, I it's I'm yeah, kind of I had a, a conversation kind of, with somebody earlier this week about my animal spirit <laughs> which is a weasel but you know what do i know uh, by the way well, we're and once again another example of why america is number 1 yeah is our is our our, our, our big game and little con- game shooting con- of thousands of innocent animals contest contest, contest. Them, it's yeah, a contest. contest yeah let's yes that's awesome uh coyotes are the most popular contest, uh, target yeah it's a blood sport really is what's going on yeah. here so far, eight states, Arizona, California, Colorado, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Mexico, Vermont, and Washington have outlawed the contest under pressure from conservation and animal welfare groups. Calls for a national ban got louder after a 2020 undercover investigation by the Humane Society revealed the emergence of killing tournaments through members-only Facebook groups. No. So they... You're kidding Organize their stuff, raising questions about whether online contests violate state wildlife and gambling laws. No. Yeah. In response, this month, in response, this month, Congressman Stephen Cohen, a Democrat from Tennessee, and 15 co-sponsors introduced a bill to ban contests on all public lands. So at least we won't have them there. Thank you, Mr. Cohen. Ah. <sighs> Kind of makes me well. It does make me sad. Yeah, we turn it into contests. If you need meat and you go out and you shoot something and you cook it, yeah, I don't know if I like it so much, but I understand it. I'm not going to rail against that. And heck, if you really need the food, you need the food. Coyote would come after you. You go after coyote. And the thing that distresses me is for people who are listening to us who don't agree who would who would think that this is a good idea, the fact that you think it's a good idea to have a contest to shoot a bunch of animals is your problem. Yeah. So true, Mike. <laughs> so true. <laughs> what do you think about this, Mahler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Mahler's... Yeah. I know how he, where he stands yeah. on this. Well, Not I don't exactly. know if that's allowed, Mahler. I don't, I don't <laughs> think you can really do yeah, that. Well, but, uh, yeah. but you could try. <laughs> I don't know if it would fit in there, though. <laughs> People usually don't have that big of, a, uh, of an opening down no, there. But, but you never know. Yeah. From the journal Nature, one in five reptiles is threatened with extinction, according to the first comprehensive assessment of more than 10,000 species across <sighs> the world. Our uh, station manager... Kevin probably knows about this. Mm-hmm. He's a reptile fan. He He's is, a big fan yes, of reptiles. Yes, he is. And spiders. And spiders. Arachnids. Mm-hmm. Scientists are calling for urgent conservation action for crocodiles and turtles, which are in a dire situation. 
Reptiles have long been overlooked in conservation because they're not furry and feathery creatures like a mahler is. <laughs> yeah, mahler. He likes his fur, too. Have you ever, like, uh, you know, like, scratched his back? Yeah. 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 It feels good. He's got a good coat. So far, 31 species have gone extinct of reptiles. <laughs> Not a few miles. No more. <laughs> Despite their lack of fur and feathers, reptiles play an essential role in the balance of life. They're good for people because they help control pests like insects and rodents. Yet they're threatened throughout the world, especially in Asia, West Africa, northern Madagascar, the northern Andes, and the Caribbean. Habitat destruction from the expansion of farmland, urban development, and logging is a big factor pushing reptiles to the brink. Climate change is also a looming threat to reptiles, especially on low-lying islands. Yeah, unless they would turn into amphibians. Yeah, exactly. You kind of wonder if that may that's happening too fast. I can't imagine it. Unless it was a slow rise in the sea, they're not going to start swimming all of a sudden. Crocodiles and turtles face threats from hunting. Yeah. That's what's going on there. And reptiles found in forests are more at risk than those living in deserts and savannas. Yeah. By the way, give me a moment here. Okay. Nathan. Hey, humans. Yeah. Hey, humans, you're winning now, okay? This whole thing of conquering the earth and, and all that stuff. You guys are winning now. We're winning? We're not winning. We are we're now. Losing. No, we're we're winning now. However, it is a pyrrhic yeah. victory. Is that the right way? Pyrrhic? Pyrrhic? I don't know. Uh, you used the word. Yeah. It is a hollow victory, my friends. There you go. I like that one better. It's a hollow victory. By the way, those sea turtles are getting scooped up in these massive uh, fishing nets. That's yeah. another way that they're being eradicated. Sea turtles. Turtles yeah. and sea turtles are yeah. being eradicated off the face of the earth. By virtue of how they are scooped up in this, these huge nets that go out into the ocean and just take everything with them. Well, that's no good. No. Are Why you? Do they do that? I don't know. Because people like sushi. Huh. You should be ashamed of yourself. Did, are you looking for the last one? No, I, I, well. I ate one. Yeah, but I had a whole pack of my, oh. my special lacquerol, the mm. licorice pastille. It's excellent. It helps soothe my voice. It is excellent. And I don't know what happened to it. Well, I right here. Yeah. Where'd well, they go? I, there, maybe, maybe the sea turtle got it. Maybe it is. Maybe. Well, Mahler was creeping around here earlier. I didn't. Mahler. Mahler. There he is. Did you see him, Mahler? Well, he's not going to tell you he took yeah. him. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. No, Mahler, don't get upset. Don't get upset, Mahler. Mahler. Oh, for God's sakes. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us, visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI.88, not .88, FM, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. There we go. Yeah. Feel so much better now. Okay. From the Guardian, researchers warned that there will be at least fifteen thousand instances of viruses leaping between species. 
I don't know if they're leaping. <laughs> you know, they're not getting on their haunches. <laughs> or, you know, they're, they're going they're, to spread between species. Transitioning. Over the next 50 years. Transitioning? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. <laughs> Over the next 50 years, 15,000 instances. With the climate crisis helping fuel a potentially devastating spread of disease that will imperil animals and people and risk further pandemics. Yeah. That's what we got to look forward to. Are you going to get to the story about the avian? The avian? There, there was a, they, a documented case of a, an avian flu, that's a bird flu, leaping, transitioning, leaping. moving over to finding a place of socar with humans and yeah. that, and that's not a good thing that no. is something that science has been worried about since to what 1918 as the planet heats up many animal species will be forced to move into new areas to find suitable conditions they will bring their parasites and pathogens with them causing them to spread between species that haven't overreacted before interreact interacted before in other words Animals are going to be moving around because it's getting hotter. Yeah. They're going into areas they haven't been in before. Yeah. And they're going to meet animal friends that they'll pass diseases yeah. along to. Yeah. This will heighten the risk of what is called uh, zoonotic spillover. Yeah. I thought it was zoonotic because it's spelled like that. Well, if you're interested in spelling it. So say it the right way. Zoonotic. Zoonotic. Not zoonotic. Gotcha where viruses transfer from animals to people, potentially triggering another pandemic of the magnitude of COVID-19 or worse. That's what I was referring to, that avian flu yeah. that jump. This is happening. Yes. It's not preventable even in the best case climate change scenarios, and we need to put measures in place to build health and infrastructure to protect animal and human populations, said Gregory Albury, an expert in disease ecology at Georgetown University, University and co-author of the paper. The research paper states that at least 10,000 types of virus capable of infecting humans are circulating silently in wild animal populations. Until recently, crossover infections were unusual, but as more habitat has been destroyed for agriculture and urban expansion, more people have come into contact with infected animals. The great climate migration is exacerbating the problem by bringing infected animals into contact with animals they haven't encountered before and vice versa. Bats, it's bats, mm -hmm. will account for the majority of this disease spread because of their ability to travel large distances. In an addition to your story, a yeah. Colorado prison inmate yeah. who had direct exposure to poultry infected with avian flu is the first person in the U.S. to test positive with the current strain. The man who was an inmate at such and such and this and that. Yeah. Uh, basically, we here at the Colorado Health Department are scared as S-H-I... What is it? They're, they're, they said that, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. S-H, I can't say the rest, who tested positive Shoot. is isolating and being Shimmy. treated with an antiviral Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. So there you go. This is the first documented case in the U.S. Uh, of human avian flu. Uh, not good. Just happened. The story came out yesterday. So. Where'd you hear about it? On Twitter? I did somewhere. You know, in this... I have several monitors in my in my, in the command center, constantly monitoring the world around me. 
I don't know where I heard it. Somebody told it to me, I guess. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. God. What do you think about that thing with him uh, buying Twitter? Elo? Elo buying Twitter. You know, at one point in his public persona, yeah. I thought he might be the savior of our planet based on his acumen, his intelligence, his ability to kind of see over the horizon. The savior? I think he's now the Antichrist. So I, I, I don't. I You're don't kind know. of an extremist. Aren't I don't you? know what to. Play. I'm exaggerating for for the effect of radio here, but really? I don't know. I don't know what he is, and I don't know if I've heard. You know, I think we've all heard that he's he says he's free speech, but then he's very selective about that. I think he's kind of a rich, lucky doofus. Yeah. Okay. You know, there okay. you go. And he comes from a rich family. Oh, know. okay. I didn't even know that. Okay. Our good friend Charles Pierce at Esquire thinks if it weren't for Twitter, though, he wouldn't know that Mask's original, we wouldn't know that Ra- Mask's original fortune came from his family's emerald mine in Zambia. Oh, is that right? That's how, yeah, it got going there. And we all know that uh, all the mine workers were unionized and had terrific benefits, <laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. And that happens over in exactly. Zambia. They're all driving uh, Teslas around now from all that, yeah. uh, all those benefits they got. And if it wasn't for Twitter, Charles Pierce wouldn't know how tight Musk is with China's oligarchical uh, elite either. That's the thing I heard this week was yeah. he's in with them pretty good. Yeah. Then again, Elon Musk's $44 billion acquisition of Twitter may soon be about to, he may be uh, fall victim to the uh, greatest outbreak of buyer's remorse of all time. Yeah. And, and he's already uh, violated the agreement of, of the uh, closing the deal. Is that right? Yeah, he hasn't put up the money. He hasn't laid out the money. He hasn't he's written said, that I've check got in. the money. Okay. And everybody's ready for the transition. But he could easily back out because he's violated the contractual arrangements they had in the transition. Another one of them was he wouldn't criticize anybody at Twitter, any management people at Twitter. And he's already done that. Yeah. You know, all those kind of apps, all those social media apps always feel like they're a half a step away from being irrelevant. Like something's over the horizon that's going to take their place. Or suddenly no one thinks it's cool or whatever. The zeitgeist changes and nobody wants to be on MySpace anymore, right? And just like that, it's gone. It's done. And I kind of hope that happens to him. I mean, I do because forty-four billion dollars. Like Elon anymore? No. Well, again, I said he was. Yeah, I. What the Antichrist? Yeah, you know, he feels. He feels, and I'm sorry. This is. I hope this doesn't offend anyone. But he feels a little bit like bipolar or somewhere on the spectrum to me yeah well everybody's on the spectrum well we're all on the spectrum you're absolutely right but he feels a little more on the spectrum well he's i think when you have that much money yeah you feel more uh open (laughs) to showing the true you yeah who cares what do you have to lose Yeah, exactly except your respect well it's gotten him this self-respect whatever it is so yeah well i was struck by his ignorance during this whole transaction where he said I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. No, it isn't. Jesus. Freedom of speech also means we can all leave Twitter. And (laughs) and we hate your guts, Elon. That's freedom of speech. If I said F you, Elon, that's free speech. Spoken like a true megalomaniac or like a narcissist. He spoke that like a true narcissist, right? Well, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you can tell he's not very smart, right? With that, anyone who comes up with a statement like that, yeah. 
I would hope that I could, even if I just it popped out of my brain in some kind of, you know, because I had too much chocolate and coffee. Or maybe you were in the Ralphs and yeah, suddenly you I decided had a panic to. I would say, no, no, that's yeah, not right. Yeah, that's yeah, not what yeah. freedom of speech yeah, means. Yeah, yeah exactly. It means that the guy can come, the yeah. you know, clerk can come up to me and say, you're an asshole. <laughs> Don't lay down next to the refrigerator in the meat section. Yeah, yeah that's but, what that Yeah. And by the way, I think it's okay to say asshole here at KCI because there's an author on the campus who has a book called Asshole. Okay. So if I'm reviewing the book, yeah, that's what I'm really talking about is the book by a professor at the university. We used to say a-hole, but I guess we can now. I don't know. I have no idea. Freak flag fly here a little bit. Yeah. (sighs) Elon Musk. Yes, Elon Musk. I won't say what he is. No. How's the drought been treating you, Mike? Oh, God. You liking it? You know, Nathan, yeah. you know how I feel about these things. You hydrate? Yeah, I hydrate as often as possible. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. From the Los Angeles Times, all 58 counties in California are now under drought emergency proclamation. The Metropolitan Water District of Southern California, one of the largest water distributors in the nation, announced sweeping water use restrictions this week. Beginning June 1st, They're uh, taking the unprecedented step of forcing about 6 million people in Southern California to cut their outdoor watering to one day a week. The fine is up to $2,000. The move comes after the state water project, which typically supplies the district from the uh, Sacramento-San Joaquin River Delta, greatly reduced its allocation. Though the average Southern Californian typically uses 125 gallons of water per day. That means all the extracurricular activities, too. You know, if you water your yard, you know. You defecate. That, flush yeah. the toilet. Yeah. You don't use it when you poop. <laughs> use it when you flush the toilet. I use yes. it when I flush the toilet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Take yeah, a shower, the... wash your dishes. Washer, yeah. yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. stuff. You go to a restaurant, even yeah. you got to factor in yeah. they're washing the dishes for you. Yeah. Uh, the district currently they're, they're, only has eighty gallons of water per person per day instead of one hundred and twenty-five gallons. Yeah, and that's a lot. Yes, it a is. big difference there. If that doesn't work, if cutting down doesn't work, you know, if these restrictions don't work, they'll take the additional step of banning all outdoor irrigation as early as September first. Okay, that's irrigation. Yeah. We're not talking just watering, but if you have your little squirty, squirty yeah. underground tubes that watering your plants, they don't want you to use those either. Yeah. The restrictions from the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California will apply to more than 6 million Californians across 80 cities in Los Angeles, Ventura, and San Bernardino counties. And not Orange County. Yeah, we don't get our water from the same place. Right. So it's a little bit different here, but... We're we're in the drought. Yes, we're we suffering are. too. And by the way, I think it's absolutely essential and important and and relevant and appropriate for them to say to us consumers, we need to cut back. We need to be more uh, intelligent about the way we use our water. However, however, eighty percent of the water that's used in the state of California is for agriculture, and much of the agricultural um, industry is in the Central Valley, and much of the crops being grown in the Central Valley are almonds, wheatgrass, water-intensive plants, and animals. 
Animal feed, animal. I they're mean, they're starting uh, to cut back on a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so they're making an attempt there. And yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but we have to do our part. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, hold on, uh, Nathan. We're getting a call. Right? I'm yeah. sure we're getting a call here. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hi, Kevin. What What do you mean we can't say ass? Ass. Yeah, yeah. We can't say ass. What do you mean we can't say asshole on the air? Well, what we we just did. Okay. All right. Let's we'll see. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> How would you define the word girl, Mike? Oh, man. <laughs> 1950s description of girl. Well, here, I got my Webster's right here. <laughs> yeah. or, Webster. or 2020. Well, we can use the word girl. We can say girl. No, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Do we go to the 1950s or do we go to 2020? Yeah. Bubba boom or do oh, we go to? Yeah. <laughs> Merriam Webster defined it as one, a female child from birth to adulthood. Okay, okay. A seven year old girl, from a, yeah, for example. Okay, you can right. say that. Yes. Or two, a person whose gender identity is female. Yes. Yeah. And you can say all sorts of stuff, you know? <laughs> you, I don't know. Anyway, from the Associated Press. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Massachusetts, Jeremy David Hansen, 34, in Orange County, right here in Orange County, a mm-hmm. uh, citizen, mm-hmm. lives in Rossmore, yeah. up by Los Alamitos. Mm-hmm. He was charged with one count of interstate communication of threats to commit violence. From October 2nd through 8th, Marion Webster of the Springfield, Massachusetts-based company received a number of threatening messages and comments from Hanson. I said, of, they're a Massachusetts-based company, Mm -hmm. Merriam-Webster is. Mm -hmm. One of Hanson's comments read, it's absolutely sickening that Merriam-Webster now tells blatant lies and promotes anti-science propaganda. There's no such thing as gender identity. The imbecile who wrote this entry should be hunted down and shot. In another message, Hansen states that the company's headquarters should be shot up and bombed. Hansen also said the company had caved into the cultural Marxist agenda. Sounds like he's getting his cues from Hunter. Or what's his name? Tucker Carlson. Tucker, Tucker that's his name. Tucker Hunter. <laughs> uh, he, uh, the cultural Marxist agenda by altering the definition of female as part of the left's efforts Good God. To corrupt and degrade the English language and deny reality. Yeah. Well, of course we are. Yeah. So we like to use the word girl just haphazardly because you know it's just going to destroy the planet. And by the way, isn't this reaction to this, what this issue has become? Doesn't it sound like something that would have been said in the 1840s about women who wanted rights like men had and all of those things. This is the this is echoes the same kind of talk, the same kind of BS, the same kind of nonsense. And somebody, a friend of a friend of mine who came after me about this stuff, and I said to her, Look, this is something that's evolving. We are we are in a new era of understanding the world in a more complete way and in people's sexual sexuality and their identification and all these yeah. things. It is a work in progress. I can't sit here and tell you that we know all the answers and we know how to move forward. We are moving forward and we are figuring it out. Yeah. So there you go. This uh, Hanson guy continued his message by calling the comp- company evil Marxists. Well, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. And, and stating that the staff should all be killed. Well, that's not good. No. 
If it would be it would be poetic justice to have someone storm your offices and shoot up the place, leaving none of the com- you commies alive. Good God. Good God. <sighs> That's uh, this Hanson guy from Orange County. That's what he said. You know, uh, one thing that strikes me about this, that just the stupidity of people like this, yeah. including uh, Hunter, Hunter Carlson. <laughs> uh, this, you know, the definition of a word means is how you use the word. That's right. If I called you a homosexual, mm-hmm. that doesn't change the, the, the definition of the word homosexual. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Right, right. That's the definition of it. So, and if I call you, you know, hey girl, if I say that to you, (laughs) I mean, what? What's, what is it? What am I saying to you there? It is context. It is a lot of things. Yeah, and and And, Merriam-Webster is just trying to define something, a word, the way it's used. Yes. Because you don't use it that way does not mean the definition is suddenly off the charts. Right. The words change in meaning and in context they evolve yeah and this is an example of something as i said we're begin we're in the beginning stages as a society not necessarily as people people have known this for a long time yeah. people who are affected by this have known this for a long time but we as a society as a political entity are evolving in our understanding and hopefully idiots like uh hunter hansen carlson yeah. here yeah. uh will 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 stop We'll stop their nonsense and yeah. ignorance. Thank you. There's so much about Republicans or people like this. Yeah. I want to group all Republicans together, but it's getting to be that way. They come from a perspective of I all the time. Yes. This offends me. Yes. I yeah. am upset. Yeah. And generally speaking, no, not all is the case. Democrats or liberals or, or, or Marxists. Liberals? come from the perspective of we. Yeah. Now, whether you like that or not, and whether we're coming from the perspective of we is we think that serves me better, it's still the perspective. Right. Yeah. By the way, you know, in terms of forensics, if I were yeah. a forensic scientist, yeah. it's like carbon dating. His verbiage, the words he uses in the sequence that he uses them, yeah. I imagine you could carbon date or forensically go back to the show on Fox News where those exact words exactly. were used. Yeah. Oh, that's an Ingram. Yeah. You know, that that that's a yeah, that's a Hannity. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Now I know where you got it from. Yeah. From the Guardian. Yeah. An article by some guy named Bernie Sanders. Who? Uh he has a question for us. After billions and billions of dollars of taxpayer funding for the US space program, will the goal of the program be to benefit the people of the United States <laughs> and the entire world? Or will it be a vast boondoggle to make billionaires even richer? And open up outer space to corporate greed and exploitation. That's what Bernie think, Sanders I wants I think Bernie to is spot on. At this moment, if you can believe it, or at this moment, if you can believe it. Bernie was on the show. Did you see this? Bernie was on KUCI. Yeah. Congress is, people can't see that at Oh, I'm sorry. Much. I'm pointing at the computer screen. Sorry. Congress, you can go to our site. Yeah, you go to KUCI.org. Yeah, yeah. And look at our little carousel. Yeah, it's a carousel. see a picture of Bernie at KUCI. Yeah, he was co-hosting a show, I guess. He was co-hosting our show. Oh, that's right. When we were sick. Yeah, we had that thing that we had to take care of. Congress is considering legislation to provide a $10 billion bailout of Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin Space Company for a contract to build a lunar lander. Uh The legislation is taking place after Blue Origin lost a competitive bid to SpaceX, Musk's company. Bezos is worth about $180 billion, 
I think he can afford a $10 billion loss. Mm -hmm. hey, what if he's only worth $170 billion? Oh, my God. In any given year, he has paid nothing in federal income taxes. He's the owner of Amazon, which in a given year has also paid nothing in federal income taxes. Meanwhile, we're going to finance his bailout. Hmm. Yeah. Does it strike you that Bezos and Bozo are pretty close in terms of... Yeah, it struck me that way. Did it strike you that way, too? Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe we should just call them that. Yeah. Jeff Bozos. Jeff Bozos. Yeah. Yeah. You What's it going to do to us? What could he possibly do? You ever use a vault toilet? I have no idea. It's what, you know, like when you go out in, like, in the forest somewhere, uh -huh. and it's, it, it doesn't flush. Okay. It's just a hole. It's like an outhouse. Okay. It's a vault. It's vaulted above the pit where all the excrement goes. Okay. Non-flush. Did you ever use one of those? Uh, I've been in the woods. Probably yeah. did. Yeah. Probably. Do you know that your Uranus is in the news again? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sending a probe to Uranus has been labeled a top priority by the space science community. I knew you'd get a kick no, out of this. No, you know. It's a big day for Uranus, Mike. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Uranus I remember, deserves a closer look. I remember when <laughs> I used to use this. I used to do this bit. Okay. Yeah. And, and I used to get just pilloried. By Nathan Gallif. Yes. I'm going to see I'm rubbing it in. I, for all the times that you've spent talking when about I was Uranus. Talking seriously yeah. about yeah. Uranus. Yes. Now I'm going to come at you. Scientists suspect that Uranus, like Neptune, is made of a different kind of ice and gases and rock. Yeah. But they can't say anything about it for sure, about the composition of it, because the atmosphere is too hazy around Uranus. <laughs> Uh, unlike other planets, Uranus spins on its side. <laughs> oh, I got him going now. Oh, my God. Anyway, we wonder a lot of things about Uranus, Mike. <laughs> and finally. Oh, third grade. It was a wonderful time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You can just laugh about <laughs> stupid things. And and not feel guilty. No. Or, yeah, there was, and it there seemed was no witty. Pressure. It seemed kind of witty at the yeah. time, actually. It seemed like, wow, well, I've yeah. kind of, you know. I really hit something here. And finally, from the Orange County Register. Yeah. A woman who accidentally dropped her phone into the hole of a vault toilet fell in while trying to retrieve it and was trapped in a tomb of human excrement <laughs> for more than an hour. Oh. The woman had oh. been hiking around Mount Walker, a 2,800-foot mountain at the east edge of Washington State Olympic National Park. She slid into the vault toilet headfirst. Rescue teams responded from two fire departments, each about 10 miles away. So, you know, they're 10 miles away, driving through mountain roads. Yeah. She's gone headfirst into a uh, vault I, toilet. I, I feel like I might throw up right yeah. now. Yeah. The patient was pulled out, washed down, and given a Tyvek. That's an antibacterial suit to wear. Mm -hmm. Their account said... She was strongly encouraged to seek medical attention because of her immersion in human waste, but she only wanted to leave. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.